thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 120. That you were once unkind befriends me now, and for that sorrow which I then did feel, needs must I under my transgression bow. Unless my nerves were brass or hammered steel, for if you were my unkindness shaken, and I by yours, you've passed a hell of time, and I, a tyrant, have no leisure taken to weigh how once I suffered in your crime. Oh, that our night of woe might have remembered my deepest sense, how hard true sorrow hits, and soon to you, as you to me, then tendered the humble salve which wounded bosoms fit. But that your trespass now becomes a fee, mine ransom yours, and yours must ransom me. That was Sonnet 120 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chesley, and I am joined by a praying... Thierry Hayless. <laughs> okay. Were you wishing to be uh, away from me? No more sonnets. No just, more. Just, just, just the sonnets. This one, I had to stop. I apologise for the pause after the third line. It just didn't. Needs must I under my transgression bow? I was just like, that's what that did. It really say that, and it did. So I, I just had to go back and check that I wasn't reading anything wrong. But what do you think of this sonnet? I don't like it. <laughs> why, which, why don't you? Like which it? seems to be a recurring theme. It does. You've become quite grumpy with the sonnets of late. Well, isn't this? Isn't it? Isn't it? Christmas Eve today. Is this oh, Christmas Eve episode? This, this Christmas Eve episode. Don't ah. I don't know. Hang on. Merry um, Christmas! It is. Yay! Merry Christmas, Thierry. I, I won't see you at Christmas unless you come to visit me, and I don't think you can. No, no, I'm going to be about 700 miles away from you. Yeah, see, that, there's no dedication to your podcast partner. No. I mean, no. Pod, you know the expression, podcast past, partners are thicker than blood and water. That That's a saying. I, I don't think your other half would be too happy about that. I don't know, I'm sure he's got a crush on you, I'm sure he'd be very happy with that. <laughs> Everyone has a crush on me. It's... <laughs> it's it's the European Playboy mystique you put out, is what it is. Don't grimace oh. like that. <laughs> no, uh, uh, the gays like me. Uh, bums against the walls, lads. I've got to I've got to get you that T-shirt for Christmas that just says bums against the walls, lads. Or bums away from the walls, lads. Yes, present your bums, lads. Bums. Anyway, um, I'm confused as how we. Yeah, whatever. Sonnet one twenty. I don't know what happened. You said needs must I, and that's a weird. It it was weird. What does it just mean? It's necessary. yeah, needs must needs must means more than necessary. It's more. I have to do this. Yeah, so necessarily way, but this. So more... he's just basically saying I need to bow under my transgression. Yeah. Why did he need to say that? 
Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> that you were once unkind befriends me now. <laughs> this this poem has a lot of uh, relationships in it. It's, it's so so that you were once unkind befriends me now. So I was unkind, but you befriend me. Um, and then, then there was unkindness shaken. Uh, I was yours. You've passed a towel to time. I was a tyrant. Uh, I suffered crime. There was all of this kind of you and me, you and me, all the way through. So it's always it's about their relationship, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in a not very intelligent way. That makes sense, though. I mean, he is still kind of there is still that disloyalty that um, for if you were by my unkindness shaken as I by yours you've passed the hell of time yeah and and, and I a tyrant have no leisure taken to weigh how I once suffered in your crime so, so it's, it's kind of saying you have also been unfaithful to me there, oh, there was the time where the fair youth slept with the woman that Shakespeare wanted to screw yes Although uh, we did realise in a couple of months ago that they've never actually had a properly defined relationship. This is all in Shakespeare's head, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So Shakespeare's cheated but on him. But within his the... head, that kind of still makes sense. Yes. Yeah, he's created his own little soap opera. My God, are the sonnets the first ever soap opera? It's it's the standards of the Elizabethan age. <laughs> Buddha, 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 Buddha. Um. Yeah. All the archers. Oh, we, no, we're not going to sing the archers tune again. That appears. There's a really, really good Shakespeare wandering around Ambridge, staring at our little children. You know the John Finnemore sketch, don't you? But his archers, John Finnemore sketch. I don't think I do. Oh, and they're all there. They go, oh, hello, old man, who always sounds like he's out of breath. <gasps> hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Just they like, call each other random names like that. It's really brilliant. I love it. It was it, the archers for people who don't really listen to the archers. <laughs> I, I think it was. It's very good. Oh, he's a bit of a, 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 a idol of mine, John Finnemore. Damn. Um, yeah, he is pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, it, talk about the sonnet. Oh, that our night of woe might have remembered to my deepest sense how heart true sorrow hits. It, it, uh, this, but, this is the uh, the tearjerker episode. It is. That's an interesting four lines, actually. Oh, that our night of woe might have remembered my deepest sense how hard true sorrow hits. So it's saying that on one certain night, they both kind of got very, very sad about what they'd done. And as soon to you as you to me, then tendered the humble salve which wounded bosoms fits. So it kind of suggests that they both healed. This one night comes along and they forgive each other for all of their previous trespasses. Yeah. So it, it, they kind of had a moment of honesty because it sounds like those last two lines, but that your trespass now becomes a fee, mine ransoms yours, and yours must ransom me, kind of suggests like they swap stories and forgive each other. At least that's. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, that makes sense. 
so they would be does that suggest they're back together as in in a physical location together and they've just kind of had a heart to heart and possibly they, they've salve. done the makeup sex thing they have they've rubbed a salve onto each other's bosoms back in the day when men had bosoms it's an odd word bosom it's, it, is, it is an odd word we don't generally apply it to men anymore but even I, even referring to a uh, a girl or a woman I wouldn't call it bosom it just <laughs> sounds weird Bosom. It you have a like... really nice bosom, lady. I don't, I don't think you'd say it in that kind of context. <laughs> but they'd have. I wouldn't say that's not really a sentence I would say anyway. I, I wouldn't walk up to her and say, "That's that's a nice pair of tits there." That's, is that not flirting? Is that not how straight men flirt? That's, that is how straight men flirt. You just walk into a pub and go, "Good boobs. <laughs> Can I play with those?" <laughs> Uh, and then depending on their answer to that you're either in or you're not that's I'm sure mm, exactly yeah. how it I they, like them apples because that's, that's, oh. that's how you'd still refer to it as a heaving bosom wouldn't you it's not a bosom. term I've ever used uh, you're you're just you're too down with the youth that's your problem not using these is that something that people actually say a heaving bosom well, it appears I, I imagine it appears probably a lot in erotic fiction that's not the the Mills and Boone fiction, or the the Fifty Shades of Grey um, <laughs> Mills and Boone stories. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of Mills and Boone. Uh, how do you do the um, searching for words? How how often they appear in books on Google? Have you ever seen I'm not that? Quite sure. You that you can search across all the books that Amazon has scanned and get a kind of reference graph for how. I've never done that. It's really good. It's it's very good. But I can't remember where you go for it now. It's one of their cool, funky applications or tools. Um, but I can't find it now, so sorry. Sorry. What, the, you, you, you talk about the sonnet. <laughs> There's not really... They... they... Is this the last one out of that series of apologies or, or, or I think, I justifications? Hope so. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna have a look ahead. You're, you're, Sneaky you look. That's just bad. You're cheating. If you if you look I, I ahead, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You are actually looking ahead. You're being naughty. I don't. I. I, I, am, I am. It 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 looks like this is the last one of the um, apology sonnets. Yeah, because it, it does sound like they've come to a kind of forgiveness at the end. Finally. Yeah. Or, or at least in his head, Shakespeare has imagined the fair youth forgiving him. Yes, which is probably is more likely. Madly scribbling away on his pages. Okay. <laughs> Anne Hathaway walks in and goes, "How are you today, William?" And he goes, "I've I've just spoken to the fair youth. He completely forgives me. He completely forgives me. It's all good. It's all good." Oh, okay. I'll, I'll leave you alone. Yes, yes. I must write all this down now. Must write all this down in iambic pentameter. And then just locks the door. Yeah, and then keeps the children away from the mad Shakespeare. 
I could, I could see that definitely happening. Daddy is having another crazy day, children. <laughs> Did one of you go in there and pretend to be the fair youth again? No. <laughs> really? Oh, so yes. <laughs> daddy, daddy, can we play with the horse and cart? No, no, you can't. The fair youth says we can. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> then yes, then of course you can. That would be the ultimate get out if you were Shakespeare's kids. The fair youth says we can. Yeah, it's like, well, children still do that today, though. You just kind of, you go and ask one parent, and they say no, and you go to the other parent, it's like, have you asked your mum? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Being a kid was awesome. In fact, no, no, I take that back. Being a kid sucked. Being an adult is awesome. Being able to go yeah. to the shop and go, I want sweets. How many sweets can I have? And then your mother's voice in your head goes, you can choose one. And now as an adult, I go, no, no, I'm going to choose four. <laughs> and then I choose four and a packet of biscuits and some ice cream. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember ever. I mean, obviously they, they kind of controlled how many sweets I ate, but I, I've never really... I, I don't really eat that many sweets today. Do you, do you not? I eat loads of no. sweets. Sweets are awesome. Although since they took the artificial yeah, just colours kind of, and flavourings out of them, they're a bit pants. I just I just grown tired of sugar. What? No, you've just grown tired of specific types of sugar. Yeah, even because I just I I just bake a lot of my own stuff now. And they just you just look at recipes and he's like, please put in four ounces of sugar. And you just go, I'll try with half an ounce. And if it doesn't taste, then next time I'll put in a little bit more. And usually you just know there's no difference. Have you have you ever um, made croissants? No, no, You're... just because the, 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 the pastry it, it... is a bitch to make. Well, that's, and the pastry is amazing. It's it's kind of like, to make croissants for two people, buy five blocks of butter. <laughs> it's like, wah! And then, obviously, you put butter on the croissants when you're eating them. It's disgusting. The Who puts of... butter on croissants? That's people weird. People do. People do when they're eating them. No. I know. I that's don't. because no one... That, that That's why no one likes British eating. Because <laughs> it's weird. Uh, have you know our, our eating fed the world, young man? With, with what? With, with the empire never set. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> yeah, you took the money from every other country and brought it back to Britain. <laughs> yeah, essentially what we were doing is we were putting together the world's best buffet. We went to India and went, show us, show us your lovely food. And we went, we don't like that. We don't like that. We re- curry, very, we'll take that with us and tea ah, very nice come with us and then we went to the americas and went what have you got to offer and they went nothing and we went okay and yeah we just took the best well, food. the sugar canes and, sugar and canes, um, yeah sugar the opium yes or the opium we'll we have the we'll have the Asia. happy sugar and the pain nicey stuff mm. <laughs> yeah that's that's what the british empire that's why we didn't mind giving it back is because we've got all the good food yeah and 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 you kept the curry, and we kept the. Of course, we did. Curry's amazing. Every Thursday is curry night. <laughs> oh God, you can tell you go to Weatherspoons. I don't. Well, 
I don't like Weatherspoons that much. And and their food is becoming more and more expensive. But the quality hasn't improved. It's still the same <laughs> microwave shit. It's yeah. like if you order a burger at the bar oh, and, and the burger is there, when you come back to your table, that can't be nice food. I mean, that, that is literally just microwave. Bing, 10 seconds, done, cooked. Yeah. It, it's just... And, yeah, and it's like a, a, an all-day breakfast is, what, like £9, which is insane. Yeah. I, I can buy breakfast for weeks for £9. Yeah. But they have to... They're a big multinational company, and they've got to stay afloat. They've got to pay the salaries and, and, and the massive, massive salaries of the people who run it. You don't understand how difficult yeah. it is. It's much like Inia. No, Inia is a company of comparable size, I'm pretty sure. And then my salary is a, a huge drain on the resources. Just, just Mark. Mark is living the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm living. I, mean, I know life. He, he pretends to be living in Gloucestershire, mm. but but he's doing this life from his uh, his his Caribbean island. Yeah, yeah. With my my own geostationary satellite. Because you know who wants, and then, to... and then he's gonna have tea with uh, with Sir Richard Branson. Is he a sir? I think so. He probably, probably he probably has enough money to buy one. But he doesn't brag about it. That's what that's what's so good no. about old Richie. Richie. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't brag. No, no, none of those people do really. I mean, they're all very humble. Very, very humble. Yeah, yeah. Sonnet one twenty. Like, how long have we been to? Have we been speaking for long enough to end this episode? <laughs> You're actually clock watching. We need to end. I can't go on. I have. Oh. I don't actually have any idea how long we've been speaking about this one. Uh, wait, about twenty minutes, give or take. Would you like to? Would you like to read it out? Because do, it, what, do you have anything else to say about it? I don't like it. That's pretty much where I am. I don't like these sad... Oh, just... Yeah. They're just overly... Unnecessarily complicated. Yes. Yeah, it's not as if they've got any huge artistic merit, I don't think. They're they're not... No. It's just... It seems to be a build-your-own sonnet, and that's what I don't like about it. Take big (laughs) words and put them into a... It's it's the square space of sonnets. Yeah. You just take pre-made modules and, and drag them in... Or the geocities of sonnets. That's yes. This is the blink text of sonnets. Is what this is. Oh God, I'm so glad that tag got destroyed. Yeah. The HTML blink tag. <laughs> oh, that was a good God. tag. Good, good, good days. Geocities where the text was luminous yellow on a black starfield background, and the text would blink while scrolling across the screen. It's just like, ugh. And, and and usually you would have an animated um, GIF as a background, so the stars would also be blinking oh, and, yes. and just kind of shining at you. Or moving, like in warp. And and obviously you'd click oh, on yeah. a link and go, I need, that sounds really interesting, I'll go to that page, and you click on it, and there was just lots of GIFs of an under-construction man digging away. Yeah. Anyway, yes, you read Sonnet 120 while I, my the web editor and me curses old design. 
Sonnet 120. That you were once unkind befriends me now, and for that sorrow which I then did feel, needs must I under my transgression bow, unless my nerves were brass or hammered steel. For if you were by my it just doesn't flow. For if you were by my unkindness shaken, as I by yours, you've passed the hell of time. And I, a tyrant, have no leisure taken to weigh how once I suffered in your crime. Oh, that our night of woe might have remembered my deepest sense how heart true sorrow hits, and soon to you, as you to me, then tendered the humble self which wounded bosoms fits. But that your trespass now becomes a fee, mine ransom yours, and yours must ransom me. Very well done, Jerry. That, that whole, and as soon to you as you to me. My, my, my brain just kind of went, from me to you, to me, to you. Oh, God, the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah. To me, to you, to me. They were. How, how, out of everyone who was involved in the 80s child playing with scandal, <laughs> have they not been uncovered yet? I don't know. They're too obvious. They, they just... <laughs> Jimmy Savile was too obvious. Come Jimmy on. Ob- Jimmy Savile was very obviously a paedophile. Just that, that, I mean, talk about hiding in plain sight. <laughs> oh, he was the creepiest man ever. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, on that, on that bombshell, that was Sonnet 120. I have been Mark Chastely, and you can follow me on Twitter at... No, uh, at, at in ear n. I always said at sound of seagulls. That's not me. That works too. I, yeah. I'm Thierry Halers, and you can follow me on Twitter at in ear n. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at sound of seagulls. Which seagulls? Is yeah, sound. I said seagulls. Don't correct me. I, I wasn't f- correcting you. I just said it at the same time. Oh, okay, okay. I, I might fire Thierry. Does anyone else want to audition for the part? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we'll see you next week. Sonnet one two one. Blimey, one two one, and hopefully Dear it'll be Lord. a more fun sonnet. Well, see? next next week will uh, will be New Year's uh, Eve, won't it? Wow, and that should be. I mean, it's 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 um, it's the twenty sixth today, so yeah. That'll be New Year's Eve. Amazing. Excellent. See you see you on New Year's Eve. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.